Dennis has always had a strong imagination. When he was only a boy, he used to draw a whole other menu on the paper placemats they gave out at Swiss Chalet. He drew chicken drumsticks with legs and eyes and claws, and his mum would say, Yum! I'd like one of those, please. She'd show his work to the waitresses, and they would recoil a bit, but then say, Oh, isn't that cute? His mum would nod and tell them that he was going to be rich and famous someday, and the waitresses would smile and smile. Then he learned how to spell and fell in love with the alphabet. He made up lists of words he liked purely because of how they sounded. His favorite word of all time was cream. There was something about it that made him feel like a billion tiny bubbles were frothing up under him, keeping him buoyant in a silky white sea. He took theater studies all through high school, not because he wanted to be an actor, but because he needed the creative outlet. Even so, his teacher said he showed promise, and Dennis respected the man's opinion. That teacher was big on trust exercises with blindfolds. Dennis's favorite was the tropical sensory getaway that ushered participants through a thrilling adventure of touch, hearing, taste, and smell. First off, he was blindfolded and led onto the cruise ship, which was really just a chair, but by this point his disbelief had been fully suspended. The teacher honked a bicycle horn to signal his departure from port, and he was off. One of his peers ate cheesies and blew in his face to simulate the bracing tang of an ocean breeze. Two of the taller guys rocked his chair back and forth to evoke the motion of the waves, and the prettiest girl in the class misted him gently with her hairspray. When he arrived at the beach, which was really just a box of sand, he took off his shoes and socks and wiggled his bare toes with abandon. Then somebody handed him a pineapple juice box, and he had never tasted anything so sweet and exotic in all of his life. Dennis eats his burger, and it's delicious. He savors the spongy bun, the softly yielding tomato slice, the dill pickle with its knobby skin like that of an alligator, and of course the patty itself, pebbled and slightly chewy with the flavor of distant pastures and the kind of full blue sky that made his stomach hurt with possibility when he was a young man at the beginning of his life, and he used to go on car rides with his mum, and whenever they passed a farmer's field she would shout, Dennis! Cows! And though the baklava and honey balls and rice pudding on offer may all be very tempting, tonight he will indulge in poetry for dessert. Brown hair, jeans, a pair, black boots, voice hoots. Truthfully, the poet doesn't sound like an owl, but Dennis is pleased with his spontaneous verse nonetheless. Maybe he'll share it with her later when the performances have concluded to show his appreciation for the poem she is sharing with him and a few other people now. After paying his bill and liberally paying the fair waitress for her service, he'd moved from his table to one of the chairs arranged around a small stage at the other end of the restaurant. When the waitress saw him sitting there a few minutes later, she rolled her eyes at the empty microphone and said, have fun. And he replied, I'm looking forward to it, which prompted more laughter from her that in turn gave him the same joyous, bubbly feeling that the word cream has always elicited. The young female poet's offering is more of a non-rhyming love story, actually, but all the same, her words transport Dennis to a distant yet comfortably familiar locale. He can literally visualize the hay bales in the dilapidated barn she is describing, and the ravishing farmer's daughter lying back on them with her generous spill of corn silk hair, which means blonde in a more poetic way, and the broad-shouldered farmhand lying beside her, uttering a manly grunt which upon reflection is similar to the sound Dennis made when he finished his burger, indicating his satisfaction with either the farmer's daughter or the pleasantly scratchy cushion of hay. Dennis isn't sure at first, but that's what's called suspense. 
Despite the drama unfurling from the microphone, however, he senses a restlessness from his fellow audience members. Some are sighing, others are shuffling around in their chairs, and several are indiscreetly checking their mobile devices instead of enjoying the sheer entertainment right here in front of them. Meanwhile, he is trying to pay attention to the engaging tale being spun from this woman's fetching red lips that are speaking these words that she herself wrote in an act of sheer invention. Literature! He is completely invested in the raw emotion being splattered on stage, even though apparently it's not quite up to snuff for the majority of this gloomy crowd. He himself prefers to have fun and roll with life, and if he spontaneously wants to go out for a burger or even pizza, he'll do it. And if a nice-looking woman comes in and orders an extra-large with pepperoni mushrooms and double cheese while he's sitting down to enjoy his evening slice, he might say, There's a free table over here, miss. And she might give him a funny look and say, I'm getting an extra-large pizza to go, but thank you. Then he says, Hey, a big appetite is attractive on a woman. And she says, It's for my family at home. And waits by the cash register until her food is ready. Suit yourself, Dennis beams out at the sires and shufflers and device checkers, who don't seem to realize how difficult it is to craft a tale from nothing and to create believable characters that people can empathize with. The trick is you need to pose the question, how can I locate some fellow feeling with this individual who is outside my own realm of personal experience? Because in art and everyday existence, we can all benefit from stepping into the shoes of others.